listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Wong. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Earth Oddity Podcast. I am Tiny. Sitting across from me is John Long. What's up? And we're here to bring you another episode of uh, Odd News and Anecdotes. Sure. How was your week? My week was pretty good. Good. I scored free tickets. Shout out to the person who gave them to me, who's responsible for me having them. I'm not going to name drop on here. You okay. Know, but he knows who he is. Mm-hmm. So went, me and Deidre went and I saw Willie Nelson, who is really old. Really? Okay. Oh, he's like 88, I think. Turns huh. 89 this week or something. Did he just sing his songs or did he say any crazy stuff? He didn't say anything crazy. Oh, yeah. He, like, Willie, he's been doing shows for forever. Mm-hmm. And he came out, played about an hour, sat down the whole time, you know, because he's he's old. You he get up there. Yeah, you can stand up, break a fall over and break a hill. <laughs> Which before he walked out, they had... Like two opening acts. My, I took, uh, my, I gave the other tickets to my friend Jonathan and his significant other. And uh, there was an opening act named uh, Peyton Porter, I think. She was a young lady. Okay. Sang. First, you know, opening act. And <laughs> like everybody was like, give it up for Peyton. And Jonathan was like, I don't cheer for Peyton. <laughs> <laughs> But right before Willie came out, I looked at Dieter and I was like, how amazing would it be if he died in the middle of this concert? (laughs) (laughs) She was like, you're a sick individual. And I'm like, well, look, he's old. He's going to die at some point in time. If he died in the middle of this concert, we would have a story for the rest of our lives. We were there when Willie fell over in the middle of the concert. Or if you just saw his last concert. Yeah, right. Like, What about all the people who were at Bob Saget's last comedy show? Well, uh, if I remember correctly, didn't uh, Chris Cornell from Soundgarden, wasn't his last show in Tuscaloosa? Was it? Yeah, I think so. And then he... Well, the Illuminati killed him. Well, we can't I'm go down that myself for not going to it. Yeah, I didn't Dang go it. either. Yeah, Man. and I was a huge Soundgarden fan, like mm-hmm. back in the day. You know, I rocked that CD up. Out. I will say there was, which you know, I was a big Audio Slave fan. Okay, and I had the opportunity to go see Audio Slave in Birmingham at yeah. Oak Mountain Amphitheater. Uh huh. And I didn't take it. And I remember thinking, well, they're a huge band. They'll be back through here yeah. some other time. Well, they broke up. A little bit of miscalculation. Yeah. <laughs> and, and now Chris Cornell blew his brains out. Yeah. So. Did he? Did he keep, shoot himself? I thought he hung himself. Well, I thought he killed. I don't know. He killed himself somewhere. I can't keep up with all the yeah. celebrities killing themselves. You know, it's a rough. It's a rough world being a celebrity, being I guess. Super rich and, and famous, famous and yeah. all that money. It's tough, I guess. Makes you makes you want to kill yourself. Yeah. I, I mean, they do they're all the time doing crazy stuff. So Deidre was watching Johnny Depp's trial this week. <laughs> okay. And she was like, Hey, we should have got her to come over and like brief us on it because I haven't managed to bring <laughs> oh, myself yeah. to watch any of it. I don't it, care. But yeah. I do find it funny. And she was like, kind of going over, Well, yeah, like it apparently they were really kind of both abusive to each other or mm-hmm. whatever. And, uh, and she was like, You know, Johnny Depp's doing a bunch of drugs and I think she's doing a bunch of drugs or whatever. I was like, Yeah, like, that's what happens That's what in hockey, you know, like you just get coked up and go home and throw stuff at your significant other and then probably make make mad, passionate love to make up, <laughs> you know, do a little heroin to come down and go to sleep. You know, that's just life in Hollywood. And then do it over again the next weekend. Yeah, and then do it. This, yeah, that's just your routine. 
I was like, that doesn't surprise me at all. But she was shocked by it. She was like, yeah, no, he was admitting to taking Xanax and blah, you know, and all this. And I was like, yeah, like uh, he's a superstar. That's what you get to do when you're a superstar. <laughs> People like us who have real jobs you got to go to, we can't do you a can't bunch of Xanax. You yeah. <laughs> can't afford to do a bunch of drugs. We got to be at work tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can't treat your significant other like yeah. crap because women aren't beating on the door yeah, to be with you. That's exactly right. Like yes. finding a replacement is a significant <laughs> time investment. Yes, that's true. Uh, we'll say uh, back to Willie Nelson. The uh, the crowd was very. There was like a lot of college kids there, and then you had a lot of older people there, mm-hmm. and then you had your rednecks <laughs> dispersing amongst all of them. And I know we were walking. You've been in the amphitheater, I'm sure. Yes. We were walking up the stairs, you know, to come up to the amphitheater. And like right as I cleared the top of the stairs, a dude walked by with a rebel flag do rag on, and I was like, <laughs> "There we go. Here, here we are. These are my people." You know, <laughs> and, uh, like, you would see him, and then you would see like one of these, you know, real estate developers with their cowboy boots and blue jeans and mm-hmm. little blazer on and all Cosplaying that, playing as yeah, a right. cowboy. Yeah, like, man, you yeah. ain't no cowboy. I know what you do for a living. You know. Like, yeah, and not as many cowboy hats as I thought I would see either. Okay. Yeah. Well, he's more of a, a hippie, you know, kind of, I mean, isn't he? He's a country music legend. He is, And that's absolutely. what you get with Willie. He's going to come out, every song he's going to play, you're going to know. Mm-hmm. Like he's That's it. I mean, he's hit after hit after hit, which is great. But, yeah, I mean, I always look at him, but he's a country music singer. Mm-hmm. You know, he's from Texas. Very proud of that. You know, got the big Texas flag behind him. All Texans are mm-hmm. very proud of Texas. Is he still selling the bio, Willie? Maybe. That? Yeah, I don't know. He I know he's got... there for a while. He was making his own biofuel right. for people. Yes. I think probably. I don't know. But he's got a whole, you know, CBD line and everything mm-hmm. else. And so that's not all either. Doesn't oh, he yeah, like I'm have sure. a yeah, cannabis like, farm where he sure. supplies dispensaries and yeah. stuff? He's got all kinds of cool stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm sure he's, they're just like, Willie signed these papers, and he does. <laughs> you know, like, he's probably not making a lot of day to day decisions on things because he's 88 years old. I wonder what it's like to be in that situation where your name is enough to uh, just yeah. people give you money. But I was thinking, you know, he wrote Crazy that Patsy Klein recorded and made great and all that, yes. that everybody knows. One of the most iconic songs in the history of songs. He wrote it, you know? Mm hmm. And I was like, man, what kind of feeling is that? I would walk around all day long and be like, you know what I did? You know, <laughs> like, what are you doing here? Like selling furniture? Yeah, I wrote crazy. I would, I, think I, would read, I would have a T-shirt that said it. Like, I wrote one of the greatest songs of all time. Yeah. Anyways, if you get a chance to see Willie before he dies, I would recommend it. But mm-hmm. he's probably going to die any day now. I mean, he looked like... Really? Oh, yeah. You're I mean, like, 88's up there. It's up there. It's way up there. That's how Deidre was like, this is how old my mom always is. And I was like, maybe she should have been smoking dope every day and she wouldn't be at home in a lift chair. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Which her mama, Bessie Dean is her name. Mm-hmm. Great Southern name, by the way, Bessie Dean. Uh, one of the greatest ladies ever. Toughest, meanest, awesomest ladies in the history of womanhood. So hmm. I can't disparage her name and not make a apology I don't okay wanna, i love i love her she's awesome so well, what about this past week as far as the news oh the news was great uh i got a story on diversity okay. we love diversity uh, disney 
or somebody visiting Disney, and we're going to talk about um, a Utah college. Okay. Yeah. I have a story about climate activism. I have a story about Pokemon Go. Okay. But I want to start off with this one, and this one was in the group. This one was all over the social media news feeds. Mike Tyson repeatedly punches man who harassed him aboard a jet blue plane. There we go. Now, what kind of mental state do you have to be in where you are going to go and harass Mike Tyson? <laughs> well, the bigger question is why is Mike Tyson flying jet blue? You know, that's a good, that's a good point. Let's get him on Delta at least, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Anyway, uh, this story comes from CBS. It says, A flight out of San Francisco International Airport turned violent on Wednesday night when boxing legend Mike Tyson threw punches at a man who was allegedly bothering him on the plane. Tyson repeatedly punched the man whose assigned seat on the flight was behind the boxing legends. The man was allegedly left with a bloody face after Tyson hit him. Did you see the picture on yes, Twitter? Yes, I did. It's priceless. Yes. <laughs> According to TMZ Sports, the incident occurred around 10.30 p.m. after Tyson boarded a JetBlue flight headed to Florida. TMZ also reported that the passenger Tyson hit was extremely intoxicated and he wouldn't stop provoking the boxer in his seat. Sure. A spokesperson for Tyson added the passenger threw a water bottle at the 55-year-old. I mean, that's just... And that's rude no matter who it is. Right. I mean, you can't say that if, if this is true, the guy was asking for it. Right, yes. But I just, golly. Well. I mean, this dude's Mike Tyson. Be a, former he, heavyweight. Right. But I was say. Been in prison. <laughs> I'm, that's the guy I'm going to pick on. <laughs> getting, getting drunk has led many a man into a fight <laughs> yeah. that they were outmatched in, you know? <laughs> Unfortunately, Mr. Tyson had an incident on a flight with an aggressive passenger who began harassing him and threw a water bottle at him while he was in his seat, the spokesperson told ESPN. The passenger who harassed Tyson, 36-year-old Melvin Townsend. Melvin Townsend III sounds like a guy who would get in a fight with Mike Tyson. He reportedly has a lengthy criminal history of his own. He was listed as a habitual felony offender in 2019 after he received a 25-year sentence for grand theft, according to Yahoo. The Punta Gorda, Florida native has also been convicted of identity fraud, trafficking, and stolen property, use of drug paraphernalia, and possession of a controlled substance without a prescription. That'll do it to you. (laughs) And then there's got the video here if you want to go see it, if you haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Fellow passenger and witnesses to the incident told TMZ that Tyson did not appear angry at first, but things took a turn after Tyson took a selfie with the man. Following the photo, the man reportedly kept trying to talk to him. He then got visibly upset. He told the man to stop trying to talk to him. The person would not, and the witnesses say that it was then that Tyson got physical. After punching the man several times in the face, Witnesses claim Tyson then walked off the plane. TMZ Sports reports the man injured in the incident got medical attention and went to the police regarding what happened. According to SF Gate, Tyson was in San Francisco on Wednesday to attend the city's 420 Cannabis Festival in Golden Gate Park. <laughs> While San Francisco police declined to immediately name the individual's involvement in the incident, it was said Two subjects were apprehended at the airport and later released. One of those suspects received treatment for non-life-threatening injuries 
at the scene but gave minimal details of what happened and refused to cooperate further with the police investigation. Okay, respect. That means maybe he's not going to sue Tyson or whatever, you know? Yeah, I mean... You think I, he sobers up. He's like, oh, yeah, that's on me, guys. <laughs> I get it. I mean, I'm just trying to think. Like, I mean, I know that the states are different. Like, what are the laws here? I like, don't know. Just, as far as I'm concerned, this dude was at, if it happened the way it's been reported, right? He was asking for it. Sure, yeah, Tyson that was said, just standing his ground, <laughs> yeah. right? But that said, if all he did was throw a water bottle at him, look, then he got like as far as the law is yeah. concerned. Do you think he would? He could probably get away with a lawsuit, couldn't he? Oh yeah, I'm sure he could get away with a lawsuit, even if he did. You know, people used to pick fights with Charles Barkley. He would like whoop their tail, throw yeah. them through a plate glass window or whatever. And then they would sue. But then they got all that money. Yeah. So it was worth it. Yeah, it was totally worth it. It was basically a jackass stunt. Yeah. Except that Charles Barkley was never smart enough to go, maybe I should just walk away. He was (laughs) like, look, if you mess with me, you mess with bull, you get in the horns. (laughs) I respect that about him. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the law would be. I've always been told that self-defense shouldn't exceed the threat that is presented to you, you know? But that can be kind of hairy. That's a little subjective. subjective, So you never know when the next punch Mm -hmm. somebody's hitting you in the face with uh, is going to kill you, cause a brain bleed or something like that. Yeah, people have died from punches before. yeah. So I should shoot you in the chest to to stop that or whatever. But you, on the surface, you look at that and you're like, that's a little unequal. You were just in a fist fight. Yeah. Why are you bringing guns into it? But that said, people have died yeah. from being hit with fists sure. and feet yeah. all the time. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't know how that works. But if this guy doesn't sue Tyson, I respect him. Yeah, agreed. Because then he's like for the rest of his life, is like, hey, look, man, I took like four or five punches from Mike Tyson and lived <laughs> to tell about it. That's good for him. Commercial air flight is... It's devolving, you know? <laughs> like, there's a time where people used to wear suits to fly places and all that, and now you got to deal with Mike Tyson whooping your butt. <laughs> but, used to could smoke on a plane. Yeah, that's really where the tides turned when they took that away from <laughs> yeah. us, you know? And brought in the uh, x-ray machines. Sure, and all that. You could fly with a bomb. Oh, yeah. They didn't care. They didn't care at all. <laughs> it was the wild, wild it west. It was a bus in the air. That's exactly what right. it used to be. Well, that's really what it's turned into now. <laughs> like, you're on a Greyhound now right. with all the other schlubs flying <laughs> to wherever it is you're going. Is there not, like, upscale... Airlines for celebrity. I guess most celebrities, if you're famous and have enough money, you just do a private. Yeah, you do flight. a private. Yeah, you know, there's companies that mm-hmm. will. They're basically like a Uber for private planes, and you know, I'm sure celebrities use that all the time. Right. They'll buy a ride, however thousands of dollars it costs to fly mm-hmm. to where they need to go. I don't know. Then they don't have the cost of owning a plane. They're just basically renting a private plane for a little while. Maybe uh, the whole the business class was that was supposed to be the separation of right. the social classes. That was the business class is middle class. You know, coach <laughs> right. is the poor people. Then you That's got a, what I fly. Right. <laughs> you got a buffer of the middle class in between all the rich people up in first class, and then first class. Yeah, but, hmm. I almost got kicked off of a plane one time for trying to use the first class bathroom. Like, oh. I didn't know it was awful in or say, whatever. Yeah, I didn't know you can't do that. I slid that little curtain back and went walking right up through there. And the lady was like, hey, uh, 
what do you do? I was like, I need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> She's like, well, this is for first class passengers. And I was like, man, I, I just got to pee. You know, like I'm not going to dump it up or anything. <laughs> man, one time me and my buddy, old college roommate of mine, shout out to Daniel. I doubt he's listening, but if you're listening, you know who you are. We were in Washington, D.C., and we were just there for the day because – I was actually picking him. He he did like a two-year mission trip in Afghanistan of all oh, places. Wow. Yeah. And I was there. I think he had like six weeks before he shipped out to Afghanistan, but he didn't have a way to get from. He needed a way to get back from Richmond, Virginia to Louisville, Kentucky. Okay. And because we were friends, I went to go get him, and we were going to like spend a day in Washington, D.C., because I'd never seen the Capitol before. Okay. So we're out walking around, seeing the sights. We got the whole day in Washington, D.C., Washington, D.C., at least at that time, did not have a lot of public restrooms. Yeah. At least the area of D.C. we were in did not have a lot of public restrooms. So we started looking around for like a hotel, and uh, we were just going to go in and use the restroom. And we, the only hotel we saw, I don't even remember the name of it. I just remember we walked in off the street. And keep in mind, it's like hot. We're sweating. Sure. Like, look, like we've been at like a festival all day <laughs> and we look over to the desk and it's like marble big huge marble desk dudes wearing suits you yeah. know like like out of home alone yeah <laughs> right. we look to our left and there's like a dude on cello and a guy with a violin <laughs> like playing music but we had to go and so we're just like we're not gonna look at anybody we're not gonna talk to anybody yeah. we're just straight to the bathroom just behind to the bathroom and we get in there and I didn't think this was a real thing, but we go in the bathroom and there is like a dude. An attendant. An yeah. attendant in the bathroom. Yeah. I thought that was something only in the movies. No, but it was for real. <laughs> you hadn't been to a restaurant with an attendant no, before I or anything? I haven't. Okay. It's a little <laughs> awkward, you know? So we walk by him. Don't don't make eye contact. We just walk right by him. I go in the stall and man, I'm worn like, out. I'm wearing out that stall. Perfect. <laughs> and, and Daniel, he only had to go number one. So he's standing outside the bathroom waiting on me. And he sure enough, he had like a guy walk up to him and say, You guys cannot be in here. You gotta leave. <laughs> and he was like, we're leaving as soon as my buddy comes up. <laughs> Look, you can go get him if you want to. <laughs> and, and as we were leaving, uh, my buddy Daniel, he just says it real loud so everyone can hear him. He says, we will take our business elsewhere. <laughs> Did you tip the attendant? No. Oh. <laughs> Did he offer you any, like, you know, cologne or anything like that? <laughs> Baby white? No, yeah. he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so I was speaking of Washington. I was reading. I get up 4.30 every morning. Used to be to exercise. Now I just goof off, really. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the other morning I was reading about George Washington. Uh -huh. I've been to Mount Vernon. I've been to the Capitol, all that good stuff. You know, favorite tour of the Capitol I ever took was January 6th. But that's another story, all right? <laughs> uh, so uh, did you know that George Washington never had any kids? I didn't know he that. Had two okay. He had two stepchildren, which I really got to laughing thinking about, like, 
he like come home from the revolution or whatever and like tries to tell them to clean their room and they're like you're not my real dad George he's like wait a minute I just defeated an empire they're like yeah whatever George (laughs) you mean the French defeated it for you (laughs) I wish Lafayette was my dad (laughs) no I didn't know that like yeah but he he may or may not have had some illegitimate kids, though, right? Well, I think that's Thomas Jefferson you're thinking about. No, no, no. I, okay. Gr- look, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I am not master of DNA. Sure. Tell who's related to who. Right. I just remember on History Channel, and yes, I know, is the History Channel not that historical anymore. <laughs> well, to me, it's the preeminent source of all information. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember saying something on History Channel where uh, – he, I'll just say that one of the servants oh, at okay. one of the homes that he stayed at a lot of times had a child that looked a lot like him. Okay. Now, granted, we didn't have photography back then. We have an artist sketch. Right. And I don't know, maybe the artist made him look more like George Washington, <laughs> but that was the family story. It's I got like, you. hey, this, this, you know, this biracial kid is, is George, George Washington's Washington. illegitimate ch- George child. George is around slinging it all over the colonies, <laughs> huh? Okay. Well, maybe. I don't. I mean, yeah. it wouldn't be unheard of for that to happen during that time. Right. So, yeah. I don't know. George Washington, interesting character. Mm-hmm. Not as nice as you would think. <laughs> I mean, he was a plantation owner, so that says a little bit about him. Really good at spying, especially for the yeah. time. Yeah, right. Very yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, For the time, that was considered unsportsmanlike, and he was just like, look, we got to win, okay? The natives, they were not cool with George Washington. Did not (laughs) like him. They called him Town Destroyer. That was his name. (laughs) Is that because he destroyed some towns? He he was... was, Now, we have romanticized Native Americans. As a member of a Native American tribe, carb-carrying member myself, we have romanticized them as this peaceful, loving people. And in in ways they were, much like we say, were. They probably were amongst yeah. their own tribe. Yeah. But they were, well, they did not, I mean, they'd fight other tribes for sure. That's what I'm yeah, saying, right. yes. But, uh, but they also... They loved killing the settlers. They loved it. It was one of their favorite things to do. And, you know, like, uh, really, they got on side with the French in the French-Indian War because mm-hmm. of, like, Jesuit priests. They would come and, and, like, torture them. And the Jesuits were like, they wouldn't show any pain or anything, so they respected them. And they were like, oh, all these Frenchmen must be super tough. And mm-hmm. that's why they joined forces with him. That's a whole aside. George Washington, he was running roughshod over them. I mean, <laughs> he was... Running rough shot over them. And some of it was probably a little deserved because they probably killed people too and all that. But mm-hmm. I just think of stepdad George Washington would be a really <laughs> funny sitcom, you know? A very funny. <laughs> all right. So now let's get back to some news here. Let's talk about somebody who went to Disney mm-hmm. or Groomerland, as all my friends are calling it <laughs> on Facebook. Now, <laughs> Also, my, for my uh, progressive friends on Facebook, I'm glad to see you guys stick up for a billion-dollar corporation now. You know, like <laughs> forever, forever it's been about they were billion-dollar corporations for bad, and now you guys are on the side. Welcome to capitalism, baby. <laughs> I'm glad to have you over here with me. It's going to be great. Next thing you know, we'll bust up a union together. All right. <laughs> 
a British trainee who's a dental nurse. She's training to be a dental nurse. She's 26. She flies to the U.S. to marry her goofball pen pal. Okay. This was after she told her family she was going on a holiday to Disney World. Now, the goofball, Mm -hmm. the death row inmate who's 35 years old, (laughs) she said she told her family she was going to Disney World before she flew to Arizona and married a death row inmate who killed two people and dumped one of their bodies in an alley. Well, so real quick, did she go to Disney World or was Disney World just the ruse to get over to marry her death row inmate? I'm going to be honest with you. I just looked at her pictures. I didn't read the whole article. Okay. Okay. I need to see the pictures. Okay, I'll let you look at it. <laughs> she looks like somebody who would marry a death row inmate. Yeah. I you mean, um, I'm not... Okay, look, she's not cover material, but she's got to ugly. She's got options. She yeah. didn't have to go with death row inmate. Right. No, I agree. But... <laughs> She is really holding on to the golf thing, I think so. Just from that picture, <laughs> right, you know, yeah. all black and everything. <laughs> and, and no offense, Tiny, she does have tattoos, and that usually means people aren't good at making decisions anyway. So uh, <laughs> It also means they're firing the bed. <laughs> does it? That's what is it that, means. Is that what it means? Yeah. I didn't know. <laughs> well, maybe if you were a little bit more open-minded. Well, look. <laughs> <laughs> My tattoos are on my soul, baby. <laughs> yeah, well, so is your sex life. <laughs> I have a very robust sex life in the past few months. Uh, Rebecca Short, 26, from Chipping Norton, Oxfordshire, told her family she was on holiday in the U.S. and even posted holiday snaps from Disney World, Florida, and the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco. So she did go. It uh, looks like it. Okay. And then that was just kind of on the itinerary. Yes. In America. However, she surprised her relatives by posting photos of herself marrying Mexican-American double murderer. Got to throw the Mexican in there. <laughs> that's racist. And that, that's not pertinent to this. Latin X. Yes. Me- <laughs> That was one of the most ridiculous things when it came out. You know, yeah. that's white people who think they're doing good and don't know what they're doing. You know, well, I just remember which has it gone away? Is it not a thing anymore? I don't. I don't know. I I, I don't know if it's gone away. I imagine it's not because they're stupid. People re- are stupid. I remember listening to. Uh, I think stuff you should know did a short stuff. Yeah. on Latinx. And they were like in the podcast. They there was a poll among Latino Americans, yeah. and like most of them didn't even know what it what it like. Never heard it before, yeah, right? Like Which I, I don't know if that just means it's new, or if that means it's just a stupid invention of the white person. It's just white people thinking they're helping, you know. <laughs> It's like, oh, I changed my profile picture to a black square. I'm helping, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you're a part of the problem. Yeah, and you didn't, so you're a part of the problem. Yeah. You know, yeah, okay. All right. Anyways, she surprised her relatives by marrying Manuel Orvante Jr., who is on death row at Inman Jail in Florence, Arizona. The woman had become pen pals with the killer who described himself as a, quote, goofball who is loyal and easy to get along with, <laughs> except for two except instances. Except for two people. <laughs> two instances. Can't judge me by my mistakes. Uh, he spent more than a decade in jail after he was sentenced to death in 2010 for murdering a woman and a man as he was looking for drugs back in 2008. 
On the day of their marriage, Rebecca posed in a black dress with Mexican-American. Bother me, they're called Mexican-American, by the way. I'm just going to refer to him as an American, Avante. I don't want to take away his heritage, though. Mm-hmm. So Mexican-American. So X. <laughs> who was in his prison orange jumpsuit. Um, the British trainee dental nurse was allegedly obsessed with documentaries about serial killers in America. We do need to address women's fascination with serial killers. <laughs> I feel like we've let that one slide a little too much. Huh. They love them. They listen to podcasts about them. They watch movies about them. Yeah. I'm talking about my wife, too. I mean, I'm, <laughs> right. It, yeah. They love them. A little weird to me. Uh, his pen pal profile has remained online where he described himself as goofball and loyal. And he said he's looking for someone with a sense of humor who enjoys life. The so death, we can snatch it away that's from right. him. <laughs> the death row inmate wrote, I'm easy to go along with and tend to be a goofball sometimes. Very loyal to people I care, care about. Nobody is perfect, so I hope not to be judged by past mistakes. I love to read and listen to music. I have a daughter named Bonnie. Not really sure what I'm looking for in a pen pal, so I guess you'll have to surprise me. I guess someone to help me make my time in here easier. Someone that has a sense of humor and enjoys life and also likes to send nude photos. I'm I'm spitballing here. I feel like that was implied in all of this, correct? Well, I think it's hard for inmates to get those type of photographs. Sure. They go through all their mail. And I th- it probably depends on yeah. what prison you're in, like what state it's in. But I think there's a lot of prisons. It's, it's they'll hard confiscate. to get there. Yeah, they'll, they'll take huh. that away. Hmm. And the guards will keep it for themselves. <laughs> sure, of course. <laughs> well, like the guy at the store that develops pictures yeah. or whatever. Uh, you think like you just draw a picture of your, like, this is, this is me naked. These are my <laughs> boobs. These are what they look like. I bet if you're an artist in prison, yeah. that is a talent. Oh, that you is, know it. Yeah. widely sought after. Like if Jack from the Titanic got put in jail, he'd have cigarettes for life, <laughs> cups of noodles and all that. Yeah. So it goes on to describe, you know, him killing people. I don't think there's any reason to read in all of this stuff. Bummer. All we need to know is that there's a lady out there from Britain who married a inmate in Arizona and went to Disney World. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Well, you you know you said that uh, she was kind of hanging on to the whole goth thing. She was. That maybe that's just incredibly goth to have a boyfriend or husband. Oh yeah, that's probably uh, true. Who's on death row? You shoot up the goth rankings in your local <laughs> goth circles. Yeah. Oh, you dudes are hanging out in cemeteries during the day. Yeah, I married a death row inmate <laughs> on another continent, <laughs> doing time for a double homicide. Double homicide, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like yeah, that's. You get some cred with that. So, if she married an American inmate, does does, does she can she stay if she wanted to? Like, does that give her dual citizenship? <laughs> yeah, she have dual citizenship, yeah. maybe. But it said he's Mexican. Well, maybe he's American though. Does he have dual? Does she, what if he's a dual citizen and then she only gets a quarter citizenship? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. We're going to let them all vote, so. Sure. Yeah, everybody's <laughs> voting over here. Yeah. It's fine. It doesn't matter. <laughs> the voting machines change the totals anyways. We already know that. Um, well, I mean, you know, that's what we said that for four years before. Yeah. No, <laughs> so, that's it. Yeah. No, and Trump got elected. Look, I feel the like. The voting machines were definitely changed. <laughs> I feel like 
all Americans, whether you're conservative right. or you're more liberal or whether you're right wing or like far left, sure, we should all be able to come to agree. To, to, we should all be able to come together and agree that our elections are are crap. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> They're screwed fraudulent. Up. Yeah. 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 No, I agree. I think we need to do like they do in the Middle East. Maybe it's Iraq when they had their first election. You had to dip your finger in ink, you mm-hmm. know, and vote. And then everybody's coming out holding up their fingers. Mm-hmm. And then you know you don't have to worry about getting a stupid sticker. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, they do not like for you to turn them down with an I voted sticker. They're oh, like, really? oh, come on, give one. Everybody, you know. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm not. I'm voting for democracy, you know. <laughs> I love this country. I'm yeah. not doing it to post a selfie on Facebook. Well, here's the thing. Okay, you dip your finger in ink. Can mm-hmm. you not just like dab three or four votes? Sure. You well, see yeah. what I'm saying? That Don't get that it. figured out in Atlanta, you know? <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't noticed, I'm trying to turn this podcast hard right wing, you know, <laughs> to yeah. all right. I want to, maybe we can get on Alex Jones' coach tales and ride it in. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah. I'm doing my best. It's really a long term bit. So, it, but if we can do it in a way to where we can appeal to the far right, but also the left, sure, because they yeah. think we're satirical. Yeah, that's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. We need to work on that. We need to work on that. <laughs> the sweet spot. <laughs> that's yeah. right. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly where we need to be. Yes, it'll never happen. I feel like blockchain technology could potentially do a lot for elections. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know enough about it to mm-hmm. say yes or no. It's just wild. <laughs> it's wild to me that we have, and this has existed. This isn't just this election, mm-hmm. this past presidential election. It's existed for a while. We have places that will have more votes come in than registered voters live there. Yeah. And we're all just like, yeah, I guess it happens. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like nobody's like, we should look into this. We should figure out what's going on. Uh-huh. Are people confused about where they're voting? Like, what's the issue? Let's eliminate it. Well, it seems like every time someone gets busted, it was someone who tried to vote for Trump twice. You know? Right, yes. Well, nobody was voting for Biden twice. Because <laughs> the machines did all the work. We know. Everybody knows. <laughs> like, the, I don't, I, I can go. I can pretend to be like hardcore conspiracy about this because I read all that stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. The Dominion voting machines already have put out a video talking about how they can weigh votes. Oh, yeah. And their saw, own promo material. I was about to say, I saw that in uh, Ozark, the oh, latest yeah? season of Ozark. They did that. Oh, yeah. Remember? I don't remember that. There was these people who they came into their casino. They were trying to launder money. And yes. They, they were into voting stuff. Yes, I just that's remember right. that uh, the wife is like, oh, my goodness, they can swing elections. Yes, yeah. that's right. Yeah. You're right. Hmm. Yeah, well, they can. I mean, they can. <laughs> and have. And have. Yeah. And do. Yeah, we're just pretending to be a republic at this point in time. There's an elite group of pedophiles that run our government <laughs> and backed and, by and, the CIA. And it's one of those, it's funny because it's true. It's yes. <laughs> like four or five years ago, if you'd have said that, everybody would have been like, all right, you're a little crazy. Mm-hmm. And then once that half a day Epstein, everybody's like, yeah, I guess we're on board oh, man, with this okay, idea. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Yeah, no, they were right. Like all those crazy people were right. Which I, I know you haven't watched it, but have you at least seen the, uh, there's a Netflix documentary about Jimmy Savile. Uh-uh. Okay, Jimmy Savile was a radio, was a radio DJ in England who also transferred really well to television. Okay. And so he kind of became like a VJ. He he did a lot of TV and stuff. Anyway, he was huge. 
and was really good friends with the royal family. Okay. And you know, later in life was discovered that he was a rampaging pedophile in his entire career. Sure. Yeah. They so. didn't know anything about it. <laughs> Just like Prince Andrew didn't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. Well, you don't get me going on the royal family. All right. <laughs> They're lizards. They're they're not even the correct bloodline or whatever, <laughs> you know? Like when you really get down to it. They were installed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, moving on. <laughs> I've got a, a story here. And is anyone here familiar with the website Dexter2.com? I'm not. They've got a story Fair here. Fair and balanced. <laughs> you know, you, you, this is probably the most honest story ever. <laughs> it so, probably is. Yeah. Cops fired for ignoring a robbery to catch Snorlax in Pokemon Go. Okay. See, I've been preaching against Pokemon (laughs) for three years now. A couple of Los Angeles Police Department officers have been denied a new court review after being fired for ignoring a robbery in progress to catch a Snorlax in Pokemon Go. Which now, it was a Snorlax, okay? Sure. (laughs) They're not on every street corner. No. It was reported earlier this year that the officers, Luis Lozando and Eric Mitchell, tried to catch a Snorlax in Pokemon Go despite getting a radio call that the Macy's at Crenshaw Plaza was being robbed and cops had requested backup. (laughs) They got this. Well, (laughs) I mean, it is a Macy's. (laughs) According to court documents, one of the officers alerted his partner that a Snorlax had just popped up for 20 minutes, and the two discussed Pokemon while they drove to different locations to hunt the creatures on their phones. <laughs> now, I'm not familiar with Pokemon, as mm-hmm. you know. What is the is a Snorlax like something special? I'm assuming it's rare. Okay. And I, I don't, I mean, I, I'm disappointed you don't know. <laughs> you know? I know. Out of, the, out of this podcast, you should be the Pokemon expert. <laughs> I'm not completely ignorant concerning okay. Pokemon types. Sure. But uh, I have not played a lot of Pokemon Go. All right. I do know in the original red and blue versions, there was like one Snorlax in the game. And if you didn't catch him, then you just didn't get one. Okay. So. <laughs> well, there we go. <laughs> on the radio. The two even voice struggles catching some of the critters with one yelling, holy crap, man, this thing is fighting the crap out of me before eventually catching a toe, tick. I'm not familiar with that one. I don't know. That's one of them new school Pokemon. You got to be a big nerd to know that one. <laughs> After making the catch, they claimed that other officers would be jealous of what they caught. Both officers admitted that they left their patrol to search for the Snorlax and ended up being terminated in 2018. But on Wednesday, April 20th of 2022, they took their case to the California Supreme Court. Okay, I'm calling (laughs) fake because they did this on 420, you know. As reported by Bloomberg Law, the two had failed to convince the California Supreme Court that the recordings were used properly in the LAPD's decision to terminate them. This serves as a good lesson for any Pokemon enthusiast. Don't let your desire to catch them all get in the way of your day job. Even if you work in the public sector. Well, if this is true, they were dumb for using their radios (laughs) to communicate about it. I want to believe it's true. Yeah. I don't, I have no idea. And you make a good point about 420 being the day that they. My uh, Pokemon hate will (laughs) cause me to reference this story a lot. So (laughs) I guess I do assume it's true. You know? Yeah. Because Thomas is, he's fallen off the, or he's fallen off the Pokemon cliff and he loves 
Pokemon Go still. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Okay. He's all the time got it open. Because I felt like Pokemon Go, I knew it was still a thing, and there were still like the hardcore fans that right. were still playing it, but by and large, I felt like the mania had kind of swept over, well, and I we think, were done with it. I think I played my hand wrong. It was like, you know, when I was a kid, like all my friends, parents who wouldn't let them listen to heavy metal, they would all just get obsessed with heavy metal mm-hmm. and to spite their parents, and that's what it's become that's for happened. him. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Pokemon Hudson, is a way to rebel against his dad. Yeah, Hudson was too little for it to make too much of an impact, and mm-hmm. it, he, it was gone being popular by the time he got a phone. Same for Libby. But Thomas, he's just <laughs> rebelling against me with this. At least he doesn't have like a, a denim vest with a Pokemon backpack on it or something. <laughs> you remember, I remember one guy, I don't, we may have even talked about him in here. He had a bicycle. With, I think, like 10 phone holders yes, and 10 right. cell phones yes. so you could try to catch them all. That's right. you got to really be into it. Um, all right, Tiny. Let's talk about – are you interested in going back to college? Uh, no, unless it was a situation where I somehow became fabulously rich and yeah. I could go to college to just take courses that interest me. Okay, got one for you here. This is from <laughs> Salt Lake City, Utah. A Utah college is offering a course that will evaluate and discuss different aspects of pornographic films. Salt Lake City, you say? Salt Lake City, Mormon never would, country. Never would have picked no. that is where this is going to take place at. Hardcore pornography is as American as apple pie and more popular than Saturday night football, the course description states in part. Oh, Sunday night football. Well, that, that may be true. <laughs> Not sad. I mean, college football is king, right? right? Yes, yes. Um, Westminster College is a private liberal arts college located in Salt Lake City and is offering the class as a two-credit elective. A professor from the college told uh, Fox 13 News the course runs from May 9th to June 4th. That's a cake class if ever there was sure. one. <laughs> Our approach to this billion-dollar industry is as both a cultural phenomenon that reflects and reinforces sexual inequalities, the course description explains. I wonder what they mean by if anywhere in society females make more than men, <laughs> it's in pornography, right? Yes, they have. That is absolutely true. I've done a little looking into it. They have ultimate veto power <laughs> on everything, you know. Yeah. Anyways, the course description says that students in the class will be watching and analyzing pornographic films. We will watch pornographic films together and discuss the sexualization of race, class, and gender as an experimental. Radical art form, it states. Um, Box News reached out to the college for a statement on the course. A spokesperson said that while the description and course may be alarming to some people, Westminster believes the topic will help students understand the impact of pornography more fully. Westminster College occasionally offers elective courses like this as an opportunity to analyze social issues, the statement reads. As part of this analysis, Westminster College and universities across the country often examine potentially offensive topics like pornography to further understand their pervasiveness and impact. Then it goes on to say, yeah, we know it sounds alarming, but we're a college and our students mm-hmm. are developing critical thinking skills about a wide variety of things in life. So This is really just a way for us to get straight men to watch well, gay porn. Here's the thing. 
congratulations to all the creepy single dudes that are going to be in this class. I can imagine what's going to go on in the back of the classroom. I already know. I think test number one is you got to get all your acronyms. (laughs) What if it's like... Match this star's boobs to their face, you know? (laughs) (laughs) You're like, that's... I, I I can't name a porn star. I don't know. I only watch amateur. <laughs> no, that's a joke. <laughs> that's a joke. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, something like that. I don't yeah. know. It's we had when I was at Alabama, there was a Dukes of Hazard course where they like analyzed Dukes of Hazard for all of this stuff. <laughs> I'm sure that's how they don't do that anymore. Those I thought, yeah, those classes pop up occasionally. Yeah. I remember the university, they had like a zombie class too. Oh, I remember reading right. about it yep. in Tuscaloosa News before the Tuscaloosa News, like went back when it was a thing, when it was an actual newspaper. When it was a newspaper, yeah. yeah. I mean, they still they're still putting out a paper, but it's pretty much written and published offsite now. Mm-hmm. Where it's, do you even find it? Oh, I have the like gas you have station. To, you have to specifically order it, don't you? I don't see those newspaper machines anymore. Yeah, they got them. At, usually, they're inside now. Okay. They monitor them better inside. <laughs> right. Keeps somebody from putting in fifty cents and grabbing and like ten all. papers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which can, it's not like they were going to sell those anyway. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> for real, I think the only reason the Tuscaloosa News exists now is for the sports section, mm-hmm. you know, just for football news, really. Yeah. The only reason people look at it. Newspaper industry is dying and dying fast and has been for a while. Thank you, Internet, for ruining a lifelong dream of mine, which is right <laughs> for a newspaper. Appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> well, now you can write for a blog. Well, I thought about that. Like, what if I would have kept my original career path and become a journalist and I was like some unsufferable blue check mark Twitter <laughs> guy, you know? There's no way we would have been friends. No, absolutely. <laughs> I would have been appalled by you. Yeah. <laughs> Southerner doesn't know anything and all that. You or, would have been slightly warmer on the union, though. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, pro-union, sure. I, I'm assuming owning a business yeah. is what soured you forever on unions <laughs> worldwide. Nah, not really. Uh, I probably would have changed my profile picture to a black square, you know? <laughs> yeah. Definitely would have. Been like, I'm helping, you know? <laughs> and would you have had, like, the rainbow colors in the month of July? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Is that June's Pride Month, Tiny? I thought it was Check your bigotry song. <laughs> My bad. Yeah. Well, I, just, I want to give them two months. Yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> One's not enough. I did. We I did have a story I could have picked from. I think it was a Tennessee mayor who is African American declared like May Confederate Ancestry Month or History Month or something like that. Mm-hmm. And everybody got all mad. And he was like, hey guys, we just I mean, this is a big thing that happened down here and it's important to some people. And we're not erasing anything that happened. We're going to talk about the Confederacy with all its flaws. And I was like, that's actually probably a pretty progressive thing to do. Mm-hmm. But progressive people won't see it as that. Right. Yeah. Well, for the next story, just a quick PSA. It's a little gruesome. Okay. So, And we're going to try to be adult about this. Mm, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. No promises. <laughs> I don't promise that. Uh, Earth Day. How'd you spend your Earth Day? Uh, I burned a stack of tires. <laughs> That's what I do every Earth Day. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, you're not all that far off from one climate activist who set himself on fire. Okay. Outside the U.S. Supreme Court on Earth Day, and he has since passed. Imagine sadly. that. Sadly. 
<laughs> yeah, setting yourself on fire is not, not good. Not good said, for your health. Said air pollution got him. Uh, the climate activist was identified as Wynn Allen Bruce, 50, of Boulder, Colorado. A Metropolitan Police Department spokesperson told CNN, emergency news crews were called to the Supreme Court around 6.30 on Friday, April 22nd. Bruce was rushed by medical helicopter with critical injuries to the local hospital. He died on Saturday, the MPD said. Supreme Court police said that they were still investigating the man's motive for self-immolation. No one else was injured during the incident. On October 30th of 2020, he shared a link to an online class on climate change offered by XEdX, a free online course platform created by Harvard and MIT. Last April, he went back and then he posted 411, which is slang for guess what, on the internet, according yeah. to this site. Uh, he posted the date of his death, 4-22-2022, along with a fire emoji. Okay. Which I would have just thought, you know, no, whatever. Oh, Earth Day's going to be fire. <laughs> it's going to be lit. <laughs> yes. It, it really, it was for I mean, him. I see the fire emoji a lot. Sure. I don't automatically think someone's going to, Yeah, there's you know, arson is involved or something. Yeah. yeah. A Buddhist priest from Boulder said that she knew Bruce and called his death, quote, an act of compassion. This guy was my friend. He mediated with our Sangha, which is a... a Meditated, I think. (laughs) What did I say? Mediated. My bad. (laughs) He was working out problems between two groups. (laughs) Yeah, that's what he was doing. (laughs) He was doing arbitration. (laughs) Said Dr. K. uh, Critty on Twitter, This act is not suicide. This is a deeply fearless act of compassion to bring attention to the climate crisis. We are piecing together info but he had been planning it for at least a year. Hmm. The annual Earth Day was held how, on April 22nd, huh? How hard is it to plan burning yourself? <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, you know, what do you got to put into this? You got to figure out the right time to do it. Sure. Which yeah. got to be on Earth Day. Got to be on Earth Day. <laughs> but also, you got to know, like, okay, when is the most people going to be walking by the Supreme That's Court? That's probably true. Yeah. yeah. Do I have my lighter? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When am I going to be able to, like, drink a gallon of gasoline beforehand? <laughs> that was going to be my next question, which it may be covered in here. Did he use fossil fuels to do this? <laughs> it doesn't specifically say what he did. He had to, though, right? But, yes, he's been criticized for the incredibly ungreen way in <laughs> yeah. which he killed himself to bring attention to the climate right. crisis. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, he he should have used green energy and, like, electrocuted himself <laughs> with, like, an EV or something. <laughs> sure yeah they found his facebook post his final facebook post was on march 28th he warned this is not humor it is all about breathing clean air matters okay well we're laughing at you buddy i just want you to know <laughs> right here in Northport, alabama me and tiny are laughing at you well you know okay look uh I'm not one of these climate deniers. I think that the the climate is important. Absolutely. But I haven't always taken it as serious as I should have. Sure. Until this guy I barely know put himself (laughs) on fire, and now I'm like extremely worried about it. I consider myself somewhat of an environmentalist. (laughs) I will add the caveat that I would call myself a convenient (laughs) environmentalist. (laughs) Right. Oh, it doesn't trouble me too much, but I think I draw the line at where it costs me money. (laughs) Right. Uh, For instance, I took a sack of old wore out electronics to Best Buy 
okay. to the recycling bin there yesterday. Go. Good job. Instead of just dumping them in the garbage can. Yay for me. Good for Everybody you. clap for me. I want you to go on Twitter yes. and talk about how good I am. Right. That I took those electronics to Best Buy. Credit to you, Tiny. You know, <laughs> yeah, right. like that's a big thing. That's a step. That's things people need to do, right? And I, I'm all for figuring out how to get off of fossil fuels. I'm all for clean air, clean environment. I've complained a lot about how I hate people who litter, mm-hmm. even accidental litter. I hate it. Like if you if you put your trash out and a cardboard box blows down a road, you need to go pick it up, put it back in there when you discover it. Anyways, never would I go, you know what's really going to help is if I set myself on fire outside of the Supreme Court. Right. And I wonder why he picked the Supreme Court, too. Like, you would have think he would have <laughs> saved this for when Kavanaugh was getting. <laughs> well, know? he didn't. He wasn't on Earth Day, John. Well, <laughs> Maybe he's for also. I will say, beer. I mean, I guess like the the Supreme Court, as far as just a nationally recognized court, yeah. Maybe, but I mean, the Supreme Court themselves, they're not making policy, right? They're just legislating well, policy. They're not supposed to. They're make not supposed policy. to be. Yes. Sure. Yes. But it would have been more. It made more sense to do this like in the front of the Senate. Yeah, or like on the National Mall or, or something. Right in front of the White House or right. something. Yeah. I mean, it's it's all there together. Yeah, so. they're not all they're not far from each other. Yeah, he right. could have gotten in the middle of the of the National Mall and just maybe it was like, fire. Also <laughs> this gas can's heavy, I'm stopping right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I didn't get enough vegan tofu for breakfast, <laughs> so I can't tote this gas can. Also, in addition to the non green way in which he killed himself. Yeah. He should have been a little bit more clear on why he was doing it. Like yeah. we all had to piece this together sure. after the fact. Right. He should have been holding a sign that yeah. said, you know, this is maybe it burned up real quick. You know, he had <laughs> it was, one. It's a cardboard sign. <laughs> yeah. He didn't think it through. Should have went with metal. <laughs> Which sucks because you've only got one shot at that. Yeah, right. There's no do <laughs> over. Like you can go back and fix it. <laughs> <laughs> no surprises of Buddhist, but you know, I think Buddhism, Buddhists, they light themselves on fire more frequently than Baptists do, right? You, know, you don't hear too many Baptists lighting themselves. Well, Tiny did burn himself. <laughs> yeah, you did. I, I lit myself on, but it was not to make a political point. It was only to wish my wife a happy birthday. <laughs> All-time birthday memory. <laughs> Hey, I remember that year. I She'll never forget set myself it. on fire for you. <laughs> yeah. I've been on fire for you every day of this marriage. <laughs> yep. I don't know. Kudos to him, I guess. I'll tell you one thing about being lit on fire. You know you what? You're fine. Right. For like the first, I don't know, 24 hours. Yeah. It's when them nerve endings start to come back. Sure. Oof, golly. Well, you know, I was going to say for Mr. Bruce here, Gonna be real hot in hell. He's probably already used to it. So probably a good way to kick it off, you know. <laughs> Do they have fire in Buddhist hell? I don't know. That's a wrong thing to say. I was wrong to say that. I retract that statement. I was not loving or kind in any way. I can snip it out if you want. No, it's fine. And I'm against disparaging the dead. So I was wrong on me. I'll own my mistakes, Tiny. We don't have to edit them out. I'll own some of them. Some I don't realize are a mistake until I listen to it back. I'm like, oh, yeah, probably probably shouldn't have said that. (laughs) You get a little carried away there, John. Okay. Um, 
let's go. Let's talk about this diversity. Okay. A div- diversity campaigners accuse a primary school of racism for hiring a DJ who wore blackface. Oh well, yeah, absolutely. That's problematic. I don't blame them for that. Well, the real problematic part is the DJ was actually black, <laughs> so he wasn't in blackface. No. Stuart Roden and Jill Lassen complained after seeing images of Kim Coco Hunter at a 1970s-themed parent-teacher association event at a Phoenix primary school. The pair are members of the school's District Equity and Inclusion Committee at Hopi Elementary School. The Arizona Daily Independent reported that Megan Livingood the PTA president wrote them to say that the man was, in fact, a black man. <laughs> it's insulting that you feel myself or P- or the PTA condone racist behavior or encouraging, encouraging it by posting on social media, she added. Mrs. Lassen, a librarian, apologized, saying, you were right, we should have inquired before making such accusations. I cannot fathom the hurt anger and frustration you felt after you and others volunteered countless hours on your event. However, Mr. Roden, who is black, defended his stance, so he doubled down on it. (laughs) He posted two images of Mr. Hunter on Facebook alongside each other in an attempt to show that he had made his face darker. Mr. Roden, who teaches at ASU, that's Arizona State University, the Sun Devils baby, home of Pat Tillman, Uh, said, I did not state the person was white. It was assumed that was my intent, and perhaps it was. But nonetheless, it seems at the very least he is in darker makeup, if not blackface, or I'm completely mistaken, and it's the patio lighting. Surely the lighting would have nothing to do with it. Surely your first thought wouldn't be maybe the lighting's different. I got to see the picture that he posted. This is a man who teaches at a university, by the way, who is doubling down on this and says in the end, unless it's the lighting. (laughs) You know? Like that's where that should be where your position you start from. (laughs) Right. Uh, Mr. Hunter appeared to laugh the incident off, responding, oh, no, wait a minute, let me read the rest of Mr. Roden's statement. So I apologize to this dude for the implication, but the sentiment stands, blackface by anyone in this day and age is problematic. Even black people. <laughs> yes. Unless we're talking about Jimmy Kimmel or the Prime Minister of Canada. Either. Those, those guys are cool. We gave them a pass. They're right. fine. Uh, Mr. Hunter appeared to laugh the incident off, responding, in their defense, how many chips in the ice cream did you see? They were probably thinking the same thing I am. Wow, there are no black people here. Okay. <laughs> so maybe the problem is they've just never seen a black person in real life before. Well, and so then when one shows up to be a, their DJ, they're, sure. they're, they're I think obviously this is some white imposter. So I wonder how many African Americans live in the Phoenix metro area. Uh, let me look. Uh, African Americans make up 7.12% of the Phoenix demographics. Hmm. For reference, Tuscaloosa is about 45%. So, yeah, they don't see too many black people, I guess. Yeah. But (laughs) I just can't believe the dude doubled down on it. (laughs) And then put his actual statement, probably the real reason why he looks different is that their lighting was different. I'm going to accuse this guy of doing whiteface. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah, he's sure he's a white guy, but he's actually putting paint on his face <laughs> to make himself look more white. But look at this picture. He's clearly <laughs> clearly a, a black guy, right? If he's doing blackface, that is like Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> yes. level blackface. Forgot about <laughs> forgot about R.D. Jr. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that was like a satirical, yeah. You know that whole role that was, was like satirical. Yeah, yeah, that right. was the whole yeah. point of the movie it's that we were giving a role to a white guy to play to play a black, guy. A black instead guy. of another uh, black actor. Yes, right. Because yeah. there's that hilarious line in the movie where. He says, you people. What do you mean, you people? <laughs> right. And then, like, the for real black actors, like, what do you mean, black right. people? <laughs> or them people. That movie's so funny. <laughs> you know, funny. The Tom Cruise in that movie, yeah. Yeah, I'm not a Tom Cruise fan, but the dude, his little role is amazing. <laughs> I'll use this little line with all the cursing sometimes with, like, Facebook scammers, you know? Like, <laughs> I will rain down on you. you know? <laughs> like, yeah. you're going to need a UN binding resolution to keep me off of you and all that. <laughs> One of the greatest rants of all time. Well, let's talk about our friends over at Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. We want to thank them for their support and your support, That's everybody's right. support. The world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Check them out on their website, CajunCurl.com, where you can order the spice right there. That's CajunCurl.com. It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, Snorlaxes, anything else you can think of putting it on. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice on anything will change your life. On the website, CajunCurl.com, you can order the original Bayou Blended Spice, and you'll find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can also locate your nearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, Ask them to start stocking it now. All of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt, has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out at CajunCurl.com and use our promo code EOP10, that's EOP in the number 10, to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you pay full price. Correct. All right, John, you want to hear from our audience? Absolutely. Well, too bad. Oh, Oh, man. (laughs) We didn't get any voicemails. We did get a follow-up letter from uh, Brother Patrick, my union brother Patrick. Oh, that's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we get the union in on me. Uh, and he writes in. Come on, I'm ready, union. <laughs> Bring it. <laughs> Bring it on. He says, hello, Tiny and John. I have listened to your show for a long time now. I guess I just felt I sort of knew you both. Obviously, I know I don't really, but please forgive my over-familiarity in preachy tone. It was not intentional. I honestly didn't. I didn't get that. Yeah, I didn't either. Patrick's email. Yeah. Yeah. And if I made it sound like I took it that way, that was Mm -hmm. in jest, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. So just at the at the outset, let yeah. me uh, calm yeah calm yourself and and right. we I didn't get that from your email. also uh, at, 
it's really cool you would consider uh, that you know us, you mm-hmm. know? I think that's a pretty cool thing it to really have somebody is. say. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Because in a way, you probably do. I've told you uh, so much about my life, you know? I know. I listen to a lot of podcasts, and I know exactly what you're talking about, Pat. Can I call you Pat? (laughs) (laughs) Project Pat. (laughs) Yeah. One of the greatest rappers of all time. Shout out Memphis. Yeah, you do get to feel like you know these people, even though you would be a complete stranger to them because you listen to them an hour every week or whatever. Yeah. You get to feel like, oh, yeah, this is... I know this person. You know, yeah. We're talking about our families. We're talking about yeah. things that happen in our day to day life. Yeah. He says, I know you are both the good guys. I know, wait, I know you are both good guys. No crazy cursing. And I'm honestly reassured by the fact you are both committed Christians. That that fact alone, that fact alone makes me feel better about things in general. There is no badness on earth oddity, not from the host anyway. Mm. <laughs> it's debatable we sometimes. We try to keep it to a minimum, yeah. but sometimes we're, we're not perfect. We're no. far, far, no. far from perfect. Uh, yours is the only podcast I have ever listened to that made me laugh a lot. Not the only that makes me laugh, but definitely the only one that makes me laugh and laugh and laugh. All right. I actually added that third laugh That's, on there. Well, so. I feel like it was implied anyways. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I apologize to John for making him uncomfortable. I really didn't intend for that. I know you were both being I know you were being facetious, John. I had intended to be a little bit flippant too. Strange the way things sound great inside my head, but not so much in real life. Well, I, I suffer from that. <laughs> A hundred percent. The yeah. same thing every week. Yes. Every week on this show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I honestly, I didn't feel like I. I don't know John as well as some people. I feel like I know John pretty well, and I feel like it's difficult to make John uncomfortable. <laughs> well, so <laughs> I can get uncomfortable, but not about something like that. Right. 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 Yeah. He also said, "Tiny, you don't need to r- r- uh, read this if it ruins the piece of your show, dude." No. Part we're of- just happy somebody writes in. <laughs> we really are. Yeah. Like I'm glad to know you guys listen. <laughs> yeah. He says your show would be better without my nonsense. I actually don't think I thought that no, was a great segment. That, that was, was really good. We had fun week. with it. Yes. Uh, so John and Tiny, or should it be Tiny and John, have a very nice weekend, and thank you for all the laughs. All the best, Patrick. Yeah, thanks, Pat. Well, I would like <laughs> he to He probably say- hates being called Pat, <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, but we're tight now. We're, yeah. we're best friends. Yeah. yeah. Uh, y'all are union brothers, we baby. We are. <laughs> yeah. Y'all meet down at the union hall, like, go out and beat up some big labor people. Have casino night. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Drive over to Mississippi, get lottery tickets. It's all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I feel like part of this show, and if I'm speaking out of turn, I don't. I don't speak for both of us. I speak for me. But uh, I feel like part of what makes this show good, at least for me, is that we live in a culture where certain things you just can't talk about, or certain things you can't joke about. Right. And. Look, we all know that you're not supposed to, you know, smack when you're at the table. You're not supposed sure. to pick your whatever. Like there's manners, but we've also kind of got to a place in life where it's not considered or it's considered rude to talk about things right. that other people don't agree with or don't like. Sure. Even though we're all thinking it. And that's what makes comedians so popular is because they're the ones who are going to stand up and say the thing that everyone's thinking, yeah. but no one's got the guts to say right. it. I appreciate John. I feel like you're one of those few people in my life where I can just say what I'm thinking and it not be 
even if it's something you disagree with, it's not like you're going to get mad because I have a different of opinion. I right. think also the the level of apathy <laughs> that right. we have about well, that's things. <laughs> I think that helps out a lot. Right. <laughs> but, uh, like, I'm not passionate about hardly anything in life. Right. You know, <laughs> yes. like, if we're peeled back the curtains. I have nothing against unions at all. It's a funny bit on the show to me <laughs> because Tiny's in the union and yes. it makes him a little uncomfortable when I start downing it. You know, I can sense it in the room. But I don't care about unions. I don't care yeah. about it hardly anything, you know? Well, I will say, and to my father-in-law's credit, he's never brought this up, but he is just a dyed-in-the-wool Fox News 24-7, sure. yeah. you know, Right wing guy, right? You know, and listen, I've I've said on this show that I feel like I'm far more centrist than a lot of people, but yeah. I kind of lean to the right on well, a lot of things. Let me give you a pause. Centrism now is considered a bad word by both the left and the right. Yes, that's, yeah. that's absolutely they true. They hate it. They're yes. like, that's like uh, they're spewing you out of your mouth, their mouth, because you're lukewarm. <laughs> yes. You know. Yep. All right, I didn't mean to interrupt. <laughs> yes, but anyway, I feel like. Uh, and, and, and unions is something that we don't talk about yeah. when I'm over at the in-laws. Oh, yeah. He'd probably get fired up about I'm it. Sure he, I'm sure he hates it. <laughs> he would probably know? be me, but serious about it. You know? <laughs> probably, yes. <laughs> You're ruining America, Tony. Or <laughs> yeah. taking our jobs overseas. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so yeah, I just, uh, I don't even know why, where I was going with that. Just, oh, yeah. When we first started doing this show, I think part of the appeal of the show was we don't agree. We don't yeah. see eye to eye on every single sure. thing. And we can argue about it right. even when, you know, we really, like you told me, like, we don't really care. Right. You yeah. know. Well, that's the thing. You know, we carried on like a week-long argument from the podcast through, yes. through social media, through <laughs> the Discord about yeah, and they were like texting each other on the side, like I don't care about any of this. Like I don't don't feel like the things I'm saying are that serious, <laughs> yeah. you know. And that's the thing. Like uh, I don't care enough about anything we discuss on this show to dig my heels in mm-hmm. on it. You know, like the things that I care the most about, we align on, which are like faith and family, and right. that's really about the only things that matter. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, everyone needs to understand that. If I say something on this show, I'm just doing it trying to be funny. You know, like I don't care. I care about littering. That does bother me. You know, I, like I mentioned that earlier. And I love littering. And Tiny loves them. <laughs> and also. I grew up white trash. Right. I thought you were supposed to have three old dryers out in the front yard with puppies in them. And to me. To me, I'm just saying for my sense of humor, which really all I try to do every day is make myself laugh, <laughs> you know, yes. saying inappropriate things or things against like the diametrical opposite of somebody else is funny to me, you know? Yes. And I'm, I don't even believe half of it. I'm just saying it because I think it's funny. Mm-hmm. I had a killer joke in Sunday school this morning. <laughs> yes. I mean... I was proud. Like, as soon as Sunday school ended, I, li- I looked at David and I was like, my, my Martin Luther joke landed. I was like, but I killed it with it. Knocked it out of the park. It was pretty good. Yeah. I, I think- don't know if it's one of those things you had to be there, but yeah. it was funny, Pierre. Like, okay, look, we were talking in Sunday school about the end times. Imagine that being Baptist. It's <laughs> a very popular 
very popular oh, yeah. topic of conversation in Baptist churches. We're in the end times, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sure. Well, we have been for 2,000 years, yes. but right. we're no, like yeah. in the for real end we're times. Just, we're, we're serious like, about it this all time. All those other end times would just play it. Yeah, right. <laughs> this is it for real. <laughs> <laughs> but the, here's the thing about digging your There's somebody that's probably listening to this is like, man, these guys are so wrong, you know? <laughs> yes. We are in the end times. Maybe, okay, and maybe so. Maybe we are. <laughs> right. But it doesn't matter. But so did Martin Luther, <laughs> right? The great reformer. Yes. Back in what for fifteen seventeen. Yes, that's right. That's one of those Baptist dates you have to remember. Yeah. So anyway, that got brought up in Sunday school. Somebody was talking about the end times, and he was talking about how he, you know, yeah, how it was all these the signs. If yeah. you lived a month, like during the heat of the Spanish Inquisition, how yeah. could you not think? Yeah. Right. That that was it. Sure. You know. Yes. But anyway, he said. Uh, he said that. He was wanting the class to guess this person. He was reading off all this stuff, you know, right. and then uh, John Horton was like, well, it sounds like Martin Luther. Yeah. And then John, <laughs> said, said, he said Martin Luther thought that they were living in the end times. Right. And I said, and John he said, also thought when he died, he would be the most famous Martin Luther in the history of the world. Which <laughs> turned out to not be right either. Yeah. And... And yeah, that was a hilarious joke. Anyway, yeah, it had to be there. Like people are listening to this like that's a stupid joke. But in the room, it, it was killed. good. Like in the moment, it killed. Yeah. This is I, I was very proud of that. Also, I think now I could be wrong, but you know, Martin Luther King was he was a junior. He, he was, was a junior. His dad was Martin Luther King. You would assume, yeah. Well, also his dad took the name Martin Luther after Martin Luther. Yeah. The reformer. Yeah. So yeah. Martin Luther King was a Protestant like you and I. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Martin Luther King was a preacher. He took I forget what his what his name was, but he took the name Martin Luther. Right. Because he was very impressed about Martin Luther standing up to the Catholic Church. Right. Yeah. And there you go. And then his son became Martin Luther King Jr. And sure. he was he is now the most famous Martin Luther. <laughs> Definitely of all time. <laughs> you know? He hit it right. There was no TV around during the Protestant Reformation. Mm-hmm. So yeah. If it was, maybe original Martin Luther would have gotten big. He does have Lutherans, you know. Yeah. That probably helps him out. I wonder how many Lutherans there are in the world. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. There's a Lutheran church in Tuscaloosa. I'm afraid to go to it, though. Why's that? Ah, they wear robes and stuff, I'm sure. That kind of freaks me <laughs> out, you know. Like we do Scout Sunday at the Methodist Church. The preacher's got a robe on. I'm like, I don't know how I feel about that. According to Wikipedia, the Lutheran World Federation brings together a vast, the vast majority of Lutherans, the second largest, the International Lutheran Council, with 7.15 million Lutherans in 46 countries. Hmm. But there, okay, there's 74.2 million uh, Lutheran World Federation, and then there's 7.15 International Lutheran Council. But all of them. I, if you're Martin Luther, you, you get to claim all of them, right? Right. <laughs> well, dang, we we Southern Baptists only have 14 million. Huh. So, hmm. Maybe, well, I mean, Lutherans had a had a long head start on us. Let's <laughs> just admit. <laughs> a very, very long head start. But yeah, no, back to Pat, man. Don't worry about anything. You're never, you didn't bring the show down. I thought it was funny when we were talking about it. 
And, you know, you don't have to feel bad about anything because I'm cool, except that you guys are ruining American labor. But other than that, everything's <laughs> fine. Okay. Also, listening back to the podcast, you know, John, he was talking about how, you know, workers should just individually negotiate with. Sure. Right. At the time, if we had it to do over again, I would have been like, well, the reason John wants to do that is because if you pay 10 people to run a meal and one of them wants more money, well, you can just squash him and send him <laughs> packing. But when all 10 of them get together, right. well, then you have to listen to their demands right. and, and negotiate. You pay them all more and go, well, it only takes eight people to run the meal now. Right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Or maybe it, well, I mean, I guess that happens. But sure. Yeah. Right. You know, well, we got to keep our payroll in a certain percentage here. We're not going to make any money. Yeah, but those eight people are uh, they're getting paid with the worth. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> if they're smart, they if are. If they're not, then then yeah, like you said, you just got to yeah. take your talent elsewhere. Right. But, yeah, you just go. Yeah. Go go do something else. I was trying to look up. I was trying to do two things at once. I was trying to look up uh, charitable. Donations. Oh, you see who's bigger? <laughs> yeah. We probably rule in that one. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, there's there's not a Sunday when we're, we don't have some kind there's of a special offer for something. Golly, we got so many special <laughs> offers. <laughs> like, oh, man. I miss the good old days when it was just Annie and Lottie. Now, I mean, it's world hunger, everything. We're giving offerings left and right, which is fine. It sounds like I'm <laughs> complaining about it. I'm not. I was just saying there's a lot of them. I'll have to get back to you on that. Okay. But, uh, we'll do some research. We'll put it in the Discord. The Look, No offense to our Lutheran listeners, by the way. <laughs> I'm kind of jealous y'all got to be Lutherans, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I would be looking my down my nose at all the other Protestants. Hmm. Like, you guys split off from us, really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the, the, the... Are you familiar with the Christian Reformed Church in North America? No. Uh, I'm not either, but apparently they they give an average of 6.1% of their income to their church. The Christian Reformed Church? Mm -hmm. They're probably predestined to be in that. (laughs) I about set off a firestorm about that for a little bit this morning. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah, you know what? I'm a... But I was like, man, I can't wait to get to verse 9, you know? (laughs) (laughs) After that happened, I can't wait to get to verse 9. I'm I'm proud of other John. Yeah, John. Number he held two. it. In. I'm proud of him keeping his keep holding his tongue. <laughs> but it's like even that, you know, like I have no clear cut position on either way. I I, I take the position of I can't comprehend this, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I make jokes about it because it because makes, people are is because they get so fired up. What about were it. we just talking about? Right. That's one of those things that is considered un un. What am I trying to say? It's it's considered rude to discuss it. Yeah, right. You know? Yeah. I'll but me have... and you can talk about it and laugh about it. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I'm confident in, in that I'm going to be in heaven, mm-hmm. you know? And however... Because John was predestined to be there. Yeah. <laughs> if I was predestined to be there, that's fine, you know? <laughs> and that's fine. Also, I don't want to... Let's not start talking about it. This is not a theological we'll, podcast. We'll save that for the patrons. Well, I'll, I'll end up sounding dumber than I already am. You know, I've only done like a surface level browsing of all of this. I because don't I'm think just I like, can sound much dumber than I sound already, personally. Like, I don't want to say the wrong thing. I don't know the right way to say this, but I say I think it's very conceited to sit here and go, I got it figured out, guys. <laughs> all y'all are wrong. I got it figured out. Which is I what, know exactly what God meant 
Which is what all Baptists do. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> they extremely conceited to be that way. You know, there's some clear cut stuff that yeah. really there is no interpretation on. You know, like John 14, 6 or whatever. We should all be on the same page on that. The other stuff, I think it's really conceited to be like, I got it. Yep. No, I'm right. You're wrong. Yeah. I just, that's just me. And I don't think there's anything dumber to argue about than like end time stuff. Sure. I think Well, that is. Age of the Earth is pretty dumb <laughs> thing to get into too. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. another one that we just we not talk we're not allowed to talk about we, that. We we definitely cannot talk about it. <laughs> if you're on the wrong side of that one, you may not yeah. even be saved. Well, that's right. <laughs> but the thing is, like if we were to talk about it, you would get kicked out of your family. I would get kicked out of the church. A lot worse for you, really, when it comes on to it. Yeah. yeah. Well, how about we talk about some questions? Or how about we ask some questions? Okay. And now it's time for Ask John Questions About Stuff. All right. We like to ask John questions on this show. If you'd like to ask John some questions, you can head on over to our Discord server. Link in the show notes. we got a lot of questions today. Okay. So we probably won't make it through all of them. All right. But we're going to go down to let's, at least... Let's do lightning round. Okay. <laughs> well, there's one. There's one that I think would... would oh, it'll spurn some discussion? Spurn some right. discussion. But Okay, first question. That's our Bobbo. Is Alabama's state bird really the trampoline? <laughs> no, it's not. That joke is ran into the ground. Also, trampolines aren't birds. I'm not that's sure if right. you're aware. Yes. <laughs> uh, our state bird is the yellowhammer. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right. Which is a flicker, by the way, yeah. which is top bird it is. And a trampoline wouldn't even be Alabama's state yard decoration. That no. would be the above ground pool. Sure. <laughs> I'd say rusted out El Camino. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next question. That's our Bobo. What were the best comic strips to read when you were a kid? Oh, I loved Beetle Bailey. I remember Beetle Bailey. I always liked Beetle Bailey for some reason. I also liked... uh. Oh man, what was the one? The Lockhorns, I think. And it was like an the old Viking dude. ones. No, 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 that was Hagar the Horror. That was Hagar the Horror. That was pretty okay. good. But no, he was like a dude who was just always mad at his wife. You know, they fought all the time. Yeah, yeah. I think it was the Lockhorns or Lockhearts mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, I really read all of them because, you know, we didn't have social media or anything. <laughs> I had like 13 channels on my TV. When I was a kid, and I hope no one looks down on me for this, but uh, I was a big fan of Rose's Rose. Okay. Yeah. Remember about the little kids? Yep. Then when the little kids started talking normal and didn't have like little kid talking, yeah. Yeah, I didn't like it anymore. But me and my grandmother, uh, who passed away this year, God, I have no idea. We actually had a scrapbook of like Rose's Rose comics cool. when yeah. I was a kid. Okay. And uh, I'm, I have no idea whatever happened to it. But, you uh, know which one I didn't like? It was that? Kathy. You remember <laughs> Kathy? I tried not to think about that Kathy. Kathy was the worst. <laughs> the worst. She was like the poster child for overweight single moms everywhere. <laughs> you talk about the people ruining our country, Tiny? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I just remember you couldn't walk into like a, uh, what was the, what's that clothing store? Pick, Are you talking about goodies? Lad? Yeah, goodies. Okay, goodies. Yes. How could I not think of that? Yeah, I remember good goodies. They used to have Kathy. Oh, they had stuff Kathy merch. <laughs> they did. <laughs> I also forgot to drop Garfield, one of my all-time favorite cartoons. It's too. A good one. Yeah, yeah, love Garfield. All right. Uh, 
Bother me they spelled John's name without an H. Just want to say that. <laughs> Biblical spelling of, is how it should be at all times. Nicole asks, which makes you more angry, litter or people who don't return their carts at the grocery store? <laughs> what about people who leave trash in their cart in the parking lot? <laughs> that's the worst, <laughs> by the way. Easily, that's yeah. the worst. I, I'm equally angry at all of those. You know, mm-hmm. those are really to me should be extreme punishment like public flogging or something for all of that because it's always it's selfishness that causes it and selfishness bothers me more than anything else you know mm-hmm. the people litter because they're not patient enough to wait until they're near a trash can and people leave their cart everywhere because they're too lazy to walk 150 yards and back and that bothers me I remember I had a job as a fry cook at kind of like a, uh, it wasn't a Captain D's, but it was a Captain D's-esque fish place Okay, one time. And we were near, we were right beside like a big, you know, big store. I don't remember what it was, but it wasn't like Walmart. It was something else. Anyway, I just remember one time we were working and there was like no one in the parking lot and the wind was blowing like crazy, but there was a really nice car that had parked at the very end of the parking lot because they didn't want anyone parking by them, like didn't up their car. Right. And the wind got, got a, buggy. a cart, a buggy. It started rolling at the very tip top of the parking lot. And we, because it was downhill and we were all just watching it. And we were like, how funny would it be if it hit that car? And then as it kept rolling, we're like, oh my goodness. I, think, gonna it, I think it is going to get a shot. And we just watched it the whole time. We were like, yes, yes, yeah. do it, do it. And sure enough, it just it smacked right into the side panel. I'm like, that bothers me, but it doesn't even bother me. Like if a car, if a buggy was to hit my car, it wouldn't bother me as much as the fact that somebody just didn't put it up, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Like I can deal with a dent. I'm not driving a car to be cool. You know, I don't have a cool car or anything. (laughs) Never have in my life. We do now. I got a truck. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it's a don't get me wrong, I love my truck. You know, I'm a pickup man as much as Joe Diffie ever could proclaim. You know, yeah, all right, but you know, I, I'd have to say, out of all if I had to rank them like gun to the head, littering makes me the most angry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what kind of cars or other automobiles do you think are stupid? Ooh, what kind of cars? I'm not a car guy enough to know. Mm-hmm. What's stupid and what's not? Can I talk about drivers of cars? Because like, sure, Audi drivers are the worst. I hate people <laughs> who drive Audis. They never let you out in traffic. They act like they own the road. I don't like Audis. Okay, yeah. So maybe that's a dumb car. But as far as like, you know, like people will look at cars and be like, oh, well, that's the lines on that car are all messed up. It looks weird. I, I don't have that gene in me to care about that stuff. Tonight. I'm not a huge fan of the smart car. Oh, is that maybe that real itty bitty one? Maybe that's just because I'm six five. Yeah, true. But you've been great driving one. <laughs> I can't stand I, those. Well, whatever I say at Goodrich, if you pulled up one of those, it just jumped out, head uh, in for your shoe, pick it up and carry it in with you, <laughs> hang it up on like a hook. <laughs> right. <laughs> There's one. I don't even know the ne- the company that makes it, but like the Scion or whatever. Yes, it looks like a box. Yeah, driving those are down stupid the road, looking. and if you just put a. <laughs> You could just stick a label yeah. on the side of it, and the UPS right. could just take it to wherever you wanted it to go. I left out PT Cruisers. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. like PT Cruisers. They're a t- little trashy. They were cool <laughs> for like 30 minutes when they came out. Everybody was like, 
oh yeah, that's kind of cool. And then all of a sudden, everybody collectively were like, I hate those cars. What do you think about like the old seventies uh, station wagons? I'm, I'm down that with had, like the wood paneling sure. on the side. I'm, I'm cool with that. I think that like it was a wild choice. You what look were at they it. thinking? I don't know. I guess they were thinking this is. I want my car to look like a canoe. <laughs> <laughs> this is a truck for someone who can't have a truck. Right. They have yeah. to have a car. Sure. Yeah. I wanted to get a station wagon instead of a van just because I thought it would be fun. <laughs> it would know? be funny. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Dieter would not go for it. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. And then here is the question that's going to spurn the discussion. Okay. This comes from Cash Money Oddity Millionaire. Would the world be better without social media or tech of any kind beyond 1990? Ooh, let me say first, pump your brakes there, Ted Kaczynski. All right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, would the world be better? I don't know. Better is a subjective term, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, so it depends on what metric your want to determine better from. I will say it's a huge advantage that we have pretty much unlimited knowledge at our fingertips. That's huge. Mm -hmm. It's done a lot. And unlimited disinformation, too. Yeah, sure. Right. Yeah. and But I would also say social media has a lot of pitfalls with it, you know? Right. And that's, a. I would say, the majority of parent kid conversations I have with like Thomas and Hudson are how to manage and understand what's going on on social media. So I feel like you don't we're kind get of trapped. figuring that out yeah. as people. Yeah. Because right. this being a new technology. Yeah, this is new. And being such a huge part of our lives now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it will social media will evolve one way or the other just from the end user learning how to manage it better. Mm-hmm. You know? Like I went all in at first, and then you got to realize, like, look, man, this is this is probably not healthy for me. It's, and these people on my friends list are still strangers. They're yeah, not really my them, friends. Right. I've been getting a lot of strange friend requests this week from what appears to be single, attractive dudes, all with some sort of Church of the Highlands like logo somewhere okay. on their profile. That's odd. Yeah, I don't know if they're trying to recruit me or what. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Man, they may listen to the podcast. Maybe Church of the Highlands hates unions. <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> so they're reaching they're out. They're union busted. Whether <laughs> their workers are trying to form up a union, they need me. You know? <laughs> I might lead them to the promised land of <laughs> unlimited labor potential. What about tech on the whole? Yeah. 19, like, 1990 happens, and then like there's no more technical right. innovation beyond. Is the world better or worse? Well, what you got to understand, I think, is that we are always going to look back at the time of our youth as better than the current day. Yeah, even yeah. when it's not. Even when it wasn't really, you right. know, like we had riots in Los Angeles in the 90s, you know, police brutality was rampant, had a crime bill locking everybody up, assault weapons ban, all that stuff was going on in the 90s. Mm-hmm. So, and that was without technology. Right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so there were a lot of bad things going on in the 90s. Yeah. Just like there are a lot of bad things now. I'm of the opinion, and I've probably said it before, I think people in general 
are pretty much the same as they were when Adam and Eve were here. Technology has just changed. But uh, at our core... But people are still... We're still horrible. horrible. (laughs) Evil, flawed people. Yes. And it doesn't matter if you take away social media, we're still going to be that. And also, you always hear the the previous generation talking about how the, the moral decline of society... And they definitely make some points, but we're better in some ways. I always, yeah, definitely. You, you can't always point that out. Like, yeah. yes, in some ways, our culture has slid and we're worse. But sure. in other ways, we're better. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, there's a give and a take. It was, mm-hmm. It's hard to say. I, I If, if I, they gave me the power today to either make social media vanish or keep it, I would keep it. Yeah, because I, I, it does yeah. do a lot of good stuff, too. Well, also, like, it's a very dangerous drug to play with a notion of silencing people's ability to say stuff, even if they say stupid stuff, mm-hmm. you know? Plus, I got to have my memes. Yeah, right. Plus, I need to, like, <laughs> get all this crazy stuff out of my head. Like, mm-hmm. y'all don't even see half of it if you don't follow me on Facebook. <laughs> I can wild out on there sometimes, you know? If you ever find my hidden Twitter, now I don't really tweet a lot from that, but yeah. Yeah. Also, just food for thought. If if we didn't have any technological innovation since 1990, that wouldn't have given us like DNA technology that we sure. have today. True. And without DNA technology. Well, there was some DNA technology because they used it in OJ's trial. What? You're ruining my joke. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, sorry. Sorry. I was going to say, and without that DNA technology, then OJ might be a free man today. <laughs> <laughs> OJ, I mean, what a life that dude's led. You know? Yeah. He like, won the Heisman Trophy, killed a couple people, got off from it, went to jail for something else, and mm-hmm. now he just plays golf all the time. If I just had one of those things, my life would be so much more interesting. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> A double homicide <laughs> under your belt. Yeah. 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 You're really living it up out there. <laughs> oh, well, as this free show draws to a close, we need to thank our patrons. We thank, we thank each and every one of you so much for supporting what we do. We would like to thank by name those who don't who donate at the 10 or above tier. And those people are Mr. Daniel Heatrick, Mr. James White. Ms. Angela Pinto, Ms. Sherry Heron, Mr. Chris Payne, Mr. Derek Reeves, Mr. Hank Hernandez, Mr. J.D. Westfall, Ms. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Jacqueline B., Mr. Josh Dodd, Mr. Shane White, Ms. Sharon Craig, Mr. Todd Glover, Mr. Tyler Bond, and Mr. Mike Wilcox, a.k.a. Mick Will. We thank you all so much, much for donating. Why can't I talk today? <laughs> I don't know. You're having a stroke. I am. We thank you so much for donating to the show and supporting what we do. And if you would like to become a patron, you can head on over to patreon.com slash earthoddity. We have three different tiers, I believe. No, four tiers. We have four tiers, but the $5 tier will get you the extended show. Sometimes the very considerable extended show that <laughs> Sometimes, we do. yeah. You never know when it's it's coming. You (laughs) You never know. That is patreon.com slash earth oddity. Extend your oddity. And speaking of extensions, what do we got coming up in the extended extension today? I've got Canadian length and girth studies. All right. Well, I have a story about horse love. (laughs) 
There you go. Yeah, there you go. Everybody loves horses, right? <laughs> Cowboys. Some people love them in the biblical sense. Some some people do. <laughs> some people do. Oh, I said nay means nay. <laughs> 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 you got anything else? No, other than once again, don't take anything I say seriously. Yes. I don't believe hardly in anything enough to care about it. Uh, so don't worry. And also, thanks for listening. Tell a friend about us mm-hmm. and make sure they're cool that they can get our humor before you should, <laughs> you know, and tell them about it, force them to listen to it against their will until they become a fan as well. Also, join our Patreon so you can get an even wilder version of this podcast. (laughs) Wilder is accurate. Yes. You've been listening to R5D Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us, whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, we're on them all. If you would like to write into the show, we are earthoddity at planetmail.net. If you would like to tweet at us, we are at underscore earthoddity on Twitter. We have show art. You can check that out, underscore Earth Oddity on Instagram. And we also have a Discord server where you can chat at us. That is a uh, link in the show notes. And we got a phone number that you can call or text. What's that phone number? That is 662-493-2059. That's 662-493-2059. We hope everybody has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. All right, patrons, welcome again to the patrons show where we're going to talk about some fun and wild stuff. I'm trying to see if I got any notes here.